All right, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are. My name is Dakeisha Williams, your virtual COO, and welcome to this week's episode of Profit Producers Podcast. You know that I'm just that chick that lost the same job twice, building a successful business from the comfort of my home. And if you have been tuning in, you know that we are here to provide nothing but revenue generating strategies so that you can be in the black and not in the red. Okay, well, <laughs> today we have a very special guest and client of mine. Isn't that something? What? I had to push the record button because we were talking business. I said, wait a minute, this is a podcast. So I'm super excited to have none other like the government contracting guru herself, LaShonda Bracey. And I know, you know, I think this was so important because not only does she understand and know this, like she could do this in her sleep. She eats, sleep, breathes, and I'm not going to say other things, but she knows it like the back <laughs> of her hand. And, um, and, and the thing about it that I really wanted to have her on the show is because there's so many entrepreneurs out here that are looking for the opportunity to get government contracts and just don't know how to do it. So she has so many things coming up, but I'm going to let her share with you what she has going on. And so we always start the story with the, the introduction and, and the process of how she was able to get to where she is. And here is why this is important. Um, over the last couple of weeks, um, I've been engaging with probably 700 registrants from the, women, um, the Global Women's Summit. And during that time, LaShonda was actually one of the guests on there. And during that time, so many people have responded to me and saying that, you know, I've heard those success stories before, but I don't think that it can work for me. So I'm bringing you real people with real stories, with real struggles, okay? And, and that is so that you can see that we didn't all start out with like these like, you know, bright and shiny stars and six figures. Like there was two figures. At some point in time, it was two figures, five figures, four figures, okay? <laughs> it hasn't always been six figures and above. So super excited about the Six Figure Entrepreneur Series. And um, I'm going to go ahead and let's get started. So welcome, 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 my dear. Welcome here. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. I greatly appreciate it. I truly, truly, truly appreciate it. What's popping? What's popping, good people? What's popping? <laughs> All right, so hey, listen. Girl, so, hey. so, so, hey, girl. Hey, hey boo, hey. So, listen, so, tell our listeners, like, where did you, where did you get started on this contracting journey? Because this is not something that happened overnight. Like, what made you decide that this is what you wanted to do? Most definitely. So, um, I'll start off like this. I, I actually started my business, my company, HealthWorks, in two thousand and five or 2006. And it started out as a healthcare recruiting and staffing company. But um, during that process, I was actually getting my master's degree in education and training and development. But prior to that, I worked for a pharmaceutical company who will remain nameless. And I was bored out of my mind. I worked in the lab as a chemist. And there were folks who constantly were coming in out of college making more money than me, which is sad and unfortunate, but that's kind of how it is when you have hue in your skin. I'll just say that. So, um, mind you, some of these individuals that were coming in 
were students of mine because I was also the chemistry professor on the side at the college. Just the <laughs> FYI, I'm just gonna put that out there. Yeah, that would so be interesting. Right, so that's a story <laughs> for another day. But I'm the chemistry and biology professor for nursing students. And I work full time at this pharmaceutical company as a chemist, but then these folks are graduating and coming in and making more money than me. <clears throat> just imagine that. Wow. Um, I've been a business owner. I mean, so just think about that. So, but I've been a business owner since the age of seven. So entrepreneurship is in my nature and it's in my DNA. Um, and so much so that my parents, you know how you have those parents that say, graduate from, go to school and get a good job. Even though my parents wanted me to graduate and get a good job, they also recognized in me that um, I had that entrepreneurial spirit. So I was the one in high school who was making four or $500 a month, a week, because I did everybody in the neighborhood. We had four high schools in the city where I um, grew up. I did everybody nails and hair. Wow. <laughs> I worked in the shop at 13. Oh my goodness. So, you know, my side money was that sideline money, like you like to call it. <laughs> my money, you know, I had three jobs in college. Not because oh I not because I needed the money, but right. I liked the money. So, um, you know, I worked in the bookstore. I had my I did hair and nails on campus mm -hmm. and I was the first Uber because I had two cars on campus. So I let I rented one of my cars out on campus. Wait a minute. Yeah, we I have never in my life. We'll have these conversations later. But how okay. I got how I got started in government contracting. So literally said, I was the I was the first Uber. Okay. <laughs> so she had 13 jobs. So yeah, I'm a little Jamaican. <laughs> so literally what happened was in 2007, I moved to the DMV and I took a position. I understood contracting from the state level. So I, um, before I moved here, I created a position for myself where I was a, um, a small business um, director of education. And the, that education that we provided was for small businesses. So I understood um, contracting from the state level and HealthWorks was a staffing and recruiting company. So I had state contracts at the time. I had state contracts and hospital contracts. But I was interested in moving to the DMV. So I applied for positions with my background in, you know, with my um, instructional design background. So what ended up happening is I took a position. I wasn't there long. But... Um, one day I was sitting at my desk in, um, off of Clarendon. So what is that? Arlington in Arlington. And someone put some papers on my desk. So it was stuff I printed along with some stuff that some other people had printed. So I was going through the documentation and there was a, there was the contract in there and it was, a line item. So I pulled all my stuff up and I just kind of started going through the paperwork to make sure none of my papers was in between it. But uh, there was a line item that showed what the company was billing me out at and what I was getting paid. <laughs> so I looked at it <laughs> 
and I looked at it, and I looked at it again, and I'm all about removing the middleman out of your life, but if you billing me out at 150 an hour, but you only paying me $65 an hour, whew, there's, a, there's a disconnect there. Wow. And granted, I was making great money, but- However. However, comma, you making you making money off of me, way too much money off of me. And because I had a staffing company, my margins weren't, you know, my margins were good when I staffed a pharmacist or when I staffed a, a physician or when I staffed a nurse. But typically those people were going into positions and they were full-time positions and not a contract position. Okay. Got it. So I was like, it's time to move the middleman out of my life. Interesting. You know, it's amazing how things can happen to cause us to shift. Oh um, and it's amazing how those documents just so happen to end up on your desk. Nothing but God. Right? Well, won't he do it? Won't he? Won't he, he Willie? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So now that you have been in this space, right? And, um, very, I mean, doing a phenomenal job at it. Absolutely love your passion behind it and your desire to help others to, to embark on this journey with you. What would you say was the biggest or greatest moment of struggle? Like once you actually converted into having your own business and what did you learn from that? So, um, definitely the biggest struggle would have been 2017. 2017 was a very hard year for me. Um, people would like to say that I lost it all, but I gained so much, I gained so much insight mm -hmm. from 2017. So, and the reason why that loss happened in 2017, that loss happened in 2017 is because typically what happens is when the administration changes, there's a shift and there's a pause. Yeah. But when this administration change, you know how you told to, you, you're typically told to have three to six months worth of savings? Yes. Yep. No, I don't believe that anymore. You need to have more. So, so what ended up happening, so typically administration changes January 20th. Mm -hmm. so everything is fine January 20th until um, probably the beginning of February, things kind of trickle down and they'll slow down and kind of stop until April. Okay. So I was prepared for that. But with this administration and folks not being appointed and folks not moving around and things not happening, let's just say that is true. Things didn't pick back up until November. Good God almighty. So everything that could happen happened. happened all at one time. So it's a, it's a blessing that I'm still standing today because literally March, April, May, a little bit of June, 2017, anything that could have happened happened within my business and like personal, it was all compounded and it all literally happened within a matter of three weeks. Like when I tell you I'm driving down the street and I had a blowout on my Mercedes Benz S550. 
Not one blowout. The very next week, I had another blowout on another tire. Then, then the raindrops, you know, you buy this stuff because you think you need it. <laughs> Sitting on the side of the road. Yeah. Then I'm fighting with my mortgage company. So I walked away from my house. Wow. So just when I tell you 2017 was a hard year, it was a hard year. And wow. I'm, like, I typically don't talk about it because I, I fought through it, but hey. Yeah, I mean, but, but and, the, and the thing about it is, and I appreciate you actually sharing, and it goes back to what I was saying um, earlier as we, as we came onto the, to the podcast. You know, um, uh, we've been doing, we've been having conversations with individuals and, you know, talking about enrolling in programs. And literally someone that just enrolled in a program literally just experienced a very similar situation. So I say that to say that I appreciate you sharing because, and, and, and uh, this is something that I said on a, a previous podcast. So if you heard it before, you better write it down again. But um, what people need to understand is our, be- our beginnings and our struggles. Right. They, they have, they have, they have contributed, contributed to where we are now. Exactly. But our our beginnings is someone else's right now almost definitely and i think people need to not necessarily have that whole shiny object syndrome Mm -hmm. because you see so some of my friends don't even know that i moved out of my house wow i didn't share it right like you live down the street from me you don't even know that i'm gone yeah okay that's that's episode two. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other. That's a whole, that's a whole other episode for another day. But, in, but no, and, I, and I'm wanted, and I'm, I'm glad that you actually expressed that because, like, even now, I mean, this recording and it is wasn't that I like. I lost my house. I let it go. So no, I, absolutely. I had to come to. I had to. Like, I was fighting with the mortgage company and fighting with the HOA association, and I got to the point, and I was like, you, you know what, y'all could have it. And you know how much better I felt? I mean, it's not that serious. Yeah, I mean, it was it's a one of those things. It's way, it, it weighs on you. But I mean, and I, I think that people have to understand that, you know, um, and that's why I say our beginnings are somebody's right now. And so what you, have to, what you have to realize is that your right now will get better if you do the work. So, Oh, for sure. I'm glad. And it's, not, it's not going to be easy, but it's doable, right? I mean, it's, it, it was easy. Everybody would do it. And the other thing is, is financially, I'm like, I was rolling in the, you know, I was killing it. But now it's just like, oh, I'm killing it, killing it, killing it. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, you know, I didn't really want for nothing then. I had what I had. I was doing what I was doing. I was making great money. I had my contracts. Mm -hmm. But, But God gave me even more abundance now so it's like i have tripled what i did what i was doing in 2017 right and sometimes we have to let go in order to let god and i'm not working as hard okay i love it imagine that yeah you know that's my favorite line (laughs) so what are you currently creating that i know the answer to this one what are you currently creating that you are passionate about let me see. Where is that question? Yeah. <laughs> oh, 
So what I'm currently creating that I'm passionate about is just helping other small businesses understand that they can increase their bottom line by doing business with the government. So I'm passionate about helping small businesses, whether it's on the corporate side or the government side, but making sure your stuff is in order. And especially us as brown people, or again, people with a hue in your skin. Black just, folks. Black just, folks. Because right now, right yeah. now, there's people us. of color. We black. Yeah, I'm black. Okay, go ahead. So us getting our paperwork in order, making sure your stuff is straight. So yeah, you got a business, you got a little hustle that you you got and mm-hmm. you had this little hustle, but you need to have a tax ID number. Like, you know, it bothered me that folks were excited about getting a stimulus check. I, what, 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 when I'm gonna do with a stimulus check? And if you think about it, you paid for that stimulus check. If you think about it even right. more, at the end of the year when you have to do your taxes, you're going to pay for that stimulus check again. Oh, my so, goodness. So, so, oh, girl, I got my check. That does nothing for me. I didn't even go looking for it. Well, I knew I couldn't look for it. <laughs> like, I mean. Because you got a stimulus check and I got to pay. It's okay to have to pay taxes. Yeah, I'm getting there. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, like, it's hard to swallow. Mm-hmm. But you have to think about and be grateful that you are in a position to pay that you have to pay taxes. Hallelujah! Won't he do it? <laughs> right? Like at first, at first it was just like, dang. Well, it wasn't dang. I'm like, <laughs> I'm say my favorite word on your podcast, <laughs> but I was like, I'm gonna give you my other word. Damn. Really. Really? Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, and like you just have to position yourself. So I'm passionate about informing small businesses. I love it. I love it. I love it. I told y'all she was. All right. So um, typically we do, we do two profitability moments. I mean, most people are tuning in because they want to make money in their business, right? Oh, sure. So um, before we go to break, what are three tips that you can give to our audience in, re- in regards to getting ready Three quick tips in regards to getting ready to uh, prepare for government contracting. What can can they do? My three quick tips before you go to break are making sure you are registered properly. Network, 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 because your network is tied to your net worth. Uh, You need to build your network inside and you need to build your network outside. So those of you who think you're going to have a business and you're going to sit in the house all day, yeah, there's an e-commerce space for you. Yeah, there's a there's some space for you. But if you really want to do business with the government, people do business with people they like, they know, like, and trust. They're not doing business with your business. They're doing business with you. And yeah. they're doing business with you because they know you. Very and then you need to make sure you market yourself the right way. And I say plan, plan, plan. I love it. Well, you heard it here. You heard it here. All right. So we're going to go to break so we can pay some bills so we can continue to come back every single week on the Profit Producers Podcast. We'll be right back. <laughs> 